and welcome. You are listening to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly war game and board game podcast. I'm Shane, as always, joined by my co-host Fox. Ohayou gozaimasu. Yes, that means hello. Uh, and today is episode <laughs> 8 of season 2 and we're live in Discord. Yeah, we are live in Discord, which simply means whilst we are recording this episode, we have a handful of people in the same Discord channel with us, listening along, typing things in the chat, throwing Fs in the chat. We've got Alchemaholic, Final Dinosaur, Foggy Highway, Dave, Lethal, Moose, Rory, Shaz, (laughs) (laughs) and Whack the Ewok, and of course, our good friend Craig. Not. And today we thought we would do an episode based around etiquette during tournaments. Um, I mean, all of these tips will apply to just etiquette that you play in any games, really. A lot of them are just being a decent human. But we thought we'd go over them anyways. We've talked to store owners, tournament organizers, and tournament frequenters. And we've come up with a few things that we think are probably the most important tips heading into events where you are rolling dice with other humans. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Fox. You said that we've come up with these tips. We haven't done any oh, work. No, no, yeah, okay, yeah. That's fair. That is fair. None of these tips were... We're not smart. We've just found people who were smart and they gave us tips. Yes. <laughs> the best way to do it. So, <clears throat> so it looks like the, uh, the people who've done all our research for us have broken it down into two stages. So, we've got before you leave the house and whilst at the tour- tournament. And some would argue that before you leave the house, etiquette is almost more important than at the tournament. Um, mm. so straight out of the, straight out of the gate, first one off the bat, have a shower, brush your teeth, pretend you're going on a date with a nine out of 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not just a five out of 10. Cause you won't, you won't put in all the effort. Imagine you're going on a date with Danny Minogue. Danny Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> 48 year old, spicy mama, Danny Minogue. She's, Danny Minogue. She's banging though. Oh, yeah. You will be having a shower, brushing your teeth, doing all the hygiene regiments, re- residents, <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely imperative because it gets forgotten at a lot of these events that we've been to and everyone is going to thank you for it. You're going to be talking to people. I mean, the face mask can only do so much. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right, Shane. That is, that's a good tip. Yeah. I think it almost goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyways. Sometimes things that, that can go without saying need to be said. So, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, that's that. So, another one, make sure you've got all your equipment and leave earlier than you think you need to. Like if you're anticipating a half an hour drive, leave 45 minutes earlier. Double check everything you've packed the night before and the morning of because the last thing you want to be is running late and not yeah. have brought your... Codex, dice, tape, all that sort of stuff. It just comes down to being considerate of other people, you know, whilst you might go, ah, I'll just chill and make myself another slice of toast. I got five minutes. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you get held up in traffic or a train, oh, trains, don't get me started. <laughs> I live near a train track where like freight trains, anyways, it's a whole thing. You know, either, I'm all for tournament organizers just kicking you out of the tournament if you're 10 minutes late. I'm yeah. all for that. Like, you've usually had months to prepare. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend what Shane said. If it takes you half an hour, 
leave 45. Better to sit in the car park for five minutes and wait for people to rock up because no one wants to be the first one in. You see the tournament organizer going in with all their terrain and last minute things. You're like, not yet. <laughs> you, you count the people. You're like, all right, that guy looks like a player. That, that guy's, all right, I'll be the fourth one in. Yeah. That's fine. Just don't be the last. Oh, no. No, don't want to be the last. Speaking of, since we're talking about stuff before you leave the house, I think regardless of if a tournament expects this of you, and we're, we're not, when I talk about these things, I'm thinking 40K tournaments, but obviously this applies to any tournaments. Um, regardless of if they require it, I think it's always a good idea to bring printed lists of your army for your opponent. Because not, not every tournament requires you to do it. Um, most do anyways. But it is good to be able to give your opponent a list and say, hey, this is exactly what I'm bringing on the table. And if anything comes up during the game, like maybe you've got some little model discrepancies, like you say, hey, this guy's actually, he's the leader, even though that model is not actually the leader for that unit. He's got a red hat, you know, and it's written on my list and I gave it to you at the start of the game. It just helps. Yeah. It helps the flow of the game. It helps any disputes that come up. So, you know, like, I mean, I haven't been to many tournaments, if any, um, and just, just by that sort of point, I, I'd almost bring, like print out a spare one and just give it to your opponent to hang on to like, yeah, for the whole time. Like, I mean, that's just, that's just me. It, it sort of, it saves like them having to keep <laughs> asking you questions. They can just look at your sheets. I'd love, uh, I, I want to see a skit where we do super organized chain <laughs> and, and you come in with like spare rulers and dice for everyone and you come in with a little folder and you're like when the tournament organizer gets up at the start of the day and explains how it's working you'd be like can i just can i just quickly say something you get up there on the microphone and you're like all right everyone so what i've what i've done is i've i've organized my list in a few different uh ways i've got alphabetical here <laughs> i've got hq to troop and you just line up at whichever table uh, you want the, my list for, even if you're not playing me. You know, it, I've got a suggestions box over in this corner if you just want like, <laughs> dude, drop a few list ideas in there. Dude, we have to do it. Dude, you know what we can do? Like, you can just say, all right, everyone, at your end of the table, if you reach under the table, you'll peel off a taped manila folder. In there, we'll have all of my <laughs> all of my lists, my armies, spare pack of dice for you and a tape measure. <laughs> My, a, a photocopy of my tournament um, registration form as well as a receipt so you know that I did, in fact, pay to be here. Exactly, my, dude. Proof of identity. Of past, <laughs> yep, yep. 140 points of identity. Exactly. Man, for sure, dude. Yep. Um, there's a few members in our Discord, actually only one this time, who's asking if you sound quite small again, Shane. <laughs> Uh, if Shane is sounding too tiny to a few, a few people, just click on his little Shaz name and right-click actually and drag his user volume up to like 200%. It's a recording thing. Yeah. Um, it's a if pain he's in still the ass. Too, if he's still too quiet, you can probably, uh, I don't know, put your ear on the, on the sound. <laughs> Insert your earbuds <laughs> deeper into your ear. Yeah, put them along your brain. <laughs> Just send the signal straight in there via pulse. Uh, anyway, tournaments. <laughs> I thought he was small. Uh, I've been told average. Thanks, Moose. That was by me and I was lying. <laughs> I just wanted... It was an awkward conversation. I just wanted it to end. 
<laughs> yeah, fine, dude. It's it's, it's normal. Put it away. It's, it's average. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, along the lines of um, following tournament expectations, read the player pack. Oh, Just yeah. open it, read it, close it again. <laughs> and then give it back to Shane, who yeah. provided you with your, <laughs> your player pack. <laughs> this is actually something that I do not do, and it, it, it drives Dave crazy. The amount of questions I ask him that he'd be like, oh, actually, uh, you'll find that in the players pack. I'm like, oh, oh, that makes sense. I'd be like, oh, what about this? He's like, well, actually, if you go to the players pack, you'll, uh, you'll find it there. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to be like, oh, I've got another question, but surely this one's not in the players pack. Uh, how many points is it, Dave? I'd be like, okay. You go, go read the whole thing <laughs> and, and then see how many questions you have. Sure. And then I'll actually read it and you won't hear from me for three days because yeah. Players pack, they it, it does. It's it's built to give you all the information you require about that tournament. So yeah, read it. Surely there's got to be a number of questions that a tournament organizer will hear. Like by the third question, they're gonna go, "All right, this guy hasn't fucking read a single page of this this players pack. They haven't read a paragraph, not a sentence." Like, oh yeah, you can ex- you can expect someone to like whiff on one or two things, right? Like maybe not the yeah. points, yeah, <laughs> um, but. Surely there's something in there people will just forget about. But like by the third question, you got to start thinking like, do they even fucking read yeah, yeah, it or yeah. what? He was very, he's very patient with me. <laughs> uh, I guess you have to be a certain breed to be able to run tournaments because dealing with 40 blokes that all ask the same questions that were all answered in the player pack. Oh, oh, yeah. Few, th- <laughs> few things annoy me, and it's not but just, that would grind my gears. It's not just 40 blokes, dude. It's 40 war gamers. It's a whole different oh, yeah. breed. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, that's a good tip. That one might have come from a tournament organizer. Read the player back. <laughs> uh, here's another one that's sort of uh, tournament focused, I suppose. And this is, yeah. Make identifying your models as easy as possible for your opponent, like loadouts and stuff like that. You know, there's nothing worse than... Basically, at tournaments, you've got a time limit to play games in. And it's usually, it's not enough all the time. You don't have time to have these disputes that could have been avoided if you were just more diligent in how you prepared your models. So, for example, if you've got a sergeant in your army, in your little unit of 10 guys, probably a good idea to have him defined in some way so that he doesn't just look like all the others. It can be a stri- a red stripe on the helmet. And you go, that's my sergeant. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's it's important for positioning and knowing where they are when you're killing models and stuff like that. So when people paint an army to a like particular chapter, most chapters have like a clear indication as to who's the sergeant of the army. They'll have a different colored helm, or they'll have you know um, decals and stuff like that. But if you paint your own chapter or your own interpretation of a chapter, that's where you may be less less obvious to people. Yeah. Totally. And sometimes when you're building models, you know, you might have 40 dudes. You might originally build them as four units of 10. So, therefore, you've got four sergeants all up. But later on in a tournament, you might change your list. You might go, actually, I want these now to be units of five, but I've only built four sergeants and I need eight now. Yeah. So, now you need to do something to the defining guy to make him a sergeant. And usually, helms or shoulders are the easiest just to put a stripe or, yeah, a decal or something on because 
they're also the easiest to paint over if later you're like, nah, he's not a sergeant anymore. <laughs> True. You could also just paint something on the base, ri- base rim though. Like um, you could paint like just an asterisk or, or you could, you know, you could, I'm sure you could mark it that way as well. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. <laughs> I've seen some players. We went to um, a tournament, the Geelong Town Open, and one of the blokes was using rubber bands to signal what units. That I don't know if it was what units had a particular weapon that they weren't actually equipped with, or I don't know if it was like yeah, I, I don't know why he did it to be honest. Okay. But it looked terrible. Where would he put the rubber band? Like just around the the middle of the like it, model. They were wearing it like it was a sash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ooh, okay. it's it's funny <laughs> to distinguish the squads. Uh, Dave just said in the Discord chat. Yeah, I guess it was to say, you know, this is squad A, which has this loadout. The thing is, it the the reason you're forced to paint models at a 40k tournament is to make the to make it more immersive because a lot of the times your opponent's got a painted army the terrain on the table looks immersive and it's painted and it looks great. And they want you also to jump in there and sort of create that immersive experience with your painted army. And you immediately break it when you've got rubber bands wrapped around your, uh, <laughs> your grey knights or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand I like- his logic behind it, but it just, I suppose it could have been executed better. Yeah, like not at all. Like yeah. don't put the rubber bands on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, definitely paint stripes on something. Something. Just something. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Yeah. So, make your models as easy as possible to identify for your opponent. It's just going to speed up the game. Yeah. Yeah. Another big thing which I think uh, needs to be said is just don't touch stores minis, other players' minis at an event without permission. And even then, probably just admire it from the table. Um, yeah. because, you know, people spent like hours, like, you know, tens and, and sometimes hundreds of hours on miniatures and mm. you pick it up with your greasy Dorito fingers or you've spilled your beer, like when you've opened it and it's still residue on your fingers like that. They don't want that all over their model. Hell no. Even if they're polite, you, they don't know that. They don't know that you just slammed a pack of Doritos. Exactly. So when you're like, Hey, can I just check this out? They might not even know that you mean physically pick it up and suss it out. So, they might go, yeah, man, have a look. And you like pick it up and you like run off with it. You're like, hey, everyone, look at this model. It's so good. Like, that's a great compliment for them. But they're probably just sweating bullets over there. Like, please don't drop it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you don't know. And sometimes the players can't remember. I actually saw this happen at a... Uh, it might have been... The, it was. It was the, the town open. A guy had a vehicle. And I don't know anything about vehicles. But I want to say it was probably a chimera or a rhino it was a transport of some kind and his mate picked it up it didn't ask but i guess they mate, so it's fine he picked it up and he sort of held it to see like the tracks the mud on the tracks oh, and no. the guy hadn't glued in the top turret it was just sitting in there because it was like in a little crevice yeah. didn't need to be glued down and it fell out and hit the ground and i was like jesus it was fine everyone take a deep breath it was okay <laughs> But, you know, if that's a, a stranger's model or, you know, or, or if that falls and snaps or chips paint, like, there's no, there's probably no need to pick up someone's model unless you've got terrible eyesight and sure hands, which I doubt. 
Yeah. I just I would avoid it at all costs. I've I've been guilty the table. of this. I've been guilty of this when uh, when I first got into the hobby at at one of the stores. Um, I I just picked up a miniature off the table and the store owner like barked at me. Um, Dude, me too. <laughs> I was there with you. We we did it. We oh, we walked yeah. in. We were so excited. You know, it was Saturday. There was games happening. We were both so new to the hobby. We rock in. We felt like kings because the store owner knew us. Yeah. It was like, hey, Shane. Hey, Fox. And we're like, yeah, what up? <laughs> and then we're like walking around, swinging our dicks around. And we're like, oh, look at these. And we picked up some sweet looking models. Yeah. And because they were on the store table, they kind of just looked like a store display. That's, and we're like, well, that's normally people play games with them. That's what they're for. Pick them up, look at them, play games. You know, surely the store won't care. And he did. The store owner whipped around and he was like, Guys, let's just be mindful that not all figures in the store belong to the store. <laughs> I remember those words. I can't remember they you, broke me down and made me realize. I can't believe you remember it word for word, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he said to us, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I feel it now. I'm reliving it. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, pee pee shriveled up and I slinked out that door so fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never came back until there was a new manager in there. <laughs> um. But I mean, he was he was absolutely right. Like, yeah. and that was the first time I became self-aware, where I was like, "Oh, damn, he's he's right." Like, I don't know anything about this model, and even if it's a store-owned one, I don't know that he didn't just paint it, or yeah, you know, anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly don't, right. Don't touch him. Just leave him there. Just admire him it, from a distance. Yeah. Now. We've started to move into tips that are for people whilst you're at the tournament, I suppose, yeah. as opposed to before you leave your house. Before we carry on with this, who wants some free stuff? Oh, me. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know why I asked. You're the only one that can, you're the only one that can enter. So, uh, Moose just asked, is that how Skynet became self-aware by touching people's models? I'm, I'm not an expert in the field, but I say with absolute confidence, yes. <laughs> That's, that's how Skynet became self-aware. <laughs> so, I've got a game if y'all are still here and want to play. Want to yep. play a game? <laughs> I'm going to kick off with an old friend called What What Where. But can I, if you're listening and you uh, want to play, just in case people have walked away from the computer, because let's be honest, this is the Hobby Homies podcast. <laughs> But if you're still at the computer and you want to play, can you just throw an F in the chat? Or um, if there's a little... I added a little dancing cockroach emoji. I saw that. Where'd if, that come from? I don't know if, if you all can slap that in there. That'll let me know. I mean, an F is good too. Shows your respect, but so does a dancing cockroach. <laughs> <sighs> oh, no one's on the cockroach chain train. That's, that's fine. When did you it's even fine, add that, dude? Uh, I added it today. When Final Dinosaur, one of our Discord users, said, yes, brother. I see. Because that's what... It's a, it's a long story. I'll break down that meme, maybe on the beers and banter. All right. All right. I'm going to write it down to remember. Yeah, please do. Just write, <laughs> yes, brother. I'll know what you mean. Okay. So, the way what, what, where works is I require you to go get a photo of something on, with, or in something in a location. What, what, where. So, what I will do is I will tell that to you now. You'll run around your house, break a bunch of stuff, including your headphones, <laughs> take a photo. First one to post it in the Discord wins 
one of our revamped Hobby Homies prize packs. So, what I want you to take a photo of is one of your models on a toilet roll next to your toilet. Okay. <laughs> you made that one hard. <laughs> last, I did. Last time it was a paint on a, on a slice of bread outside or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> was it specific? Was it a red paint? I can't remember. But I think it Jesus, was Rory was quick. <laughs> My goodness. Well done, Rory. Well done. <laughs> I love your frog bin next to your toilet. Uh, That's incredible. Alcoholic was so close. Came in Did I say on the toilet roll? I think I might have. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I think on a technicality, we've got Alcoholic as the winner. Not Rory. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing so. <laughs> Moose... <laughs> You would have had bonus points if there was anything in that toilet. These are some great photos, by the way. Um, Whack mentions Rory is listening on the toilet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gots to be me. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe he found our podcast in the toilet. <laughs> well done. Uh, I'll have to re-listen. I'm pretty sure I said on. So, unfortunately, Rory, uh, I think Alcoholic won. Congratulations. We'll be sending you a Hobby Homies gift pack, which, yeah, we've revamped. So, I'm not going to say what's in it. It's because spicy. we haven't figured that out. No, I don't want to ruin the surprise. It is spicy. It's not bad. It's not bad for a little little pack. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll hit you up after the... Or you can DM us now with your address. So, whilst we're at the tournament or event, don't touch people's minis. It's also good... This, this is one of my own tips that I, I saw on a YouTube video. And the guy said he brings, he's a bit of a nerd. He might be a bit over-organized like Shane, but he brings a dice tray to all of his events because he's had issues in the past. So, he slaps it down on the table and he, and he goes, I think it's a good idea if we roll all of our dice in here so that both of us can clearly see it and they don't like scatter around and drop on the floor and slide behind terrain. You know, you insult him and you say that is over-organized, but I say that is bloody clever because... The amount yeah. of times you roll dice and it bounce, bounces behind a piece of terrain or inside a piece of terrain and, you know, you might go, oh, it's a six. And, like, your opponent's not always going to run around the side of the table and look. Like, they'll believe you, right? Totally. So, that's clever. That's clever. I think it's I think it's smart. If you don't have a dice tray, there's usually, you know, he was saying you can find a piece of the table that's visible to both of you almost at all angles and just agree with your opponent and just say, like, it. it's a bit formal and kind of awkward at the start but it yeah. makes for a better experience if you just go hey um is it cool if we roll all of our dice here just to avoid any like dice roll issues and 10 times out of 10 your opponent's gonna go hell yeah man whatever yeah the, the guy that says nah i kind of just prefer to roll it over here behind this building that you can't see i mean red flags right there <laughs> yeah exactly so and the good thing about um dice trays is you can't get cocked dice True. As nice, as fun as it is to say, they're not fun during the game because like, yeah, it's a point of contention sometimes. It can be. It can be like, where do you draw the line? But that's a whole nother argument, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, always, always roll your dice in clear visibility and everyone's going to have a good time. Yeah. It is the worst, like you say, when you're like doing the right thing and you roll a dice and it goes astray. And uh, the I guess the polite thing to do is go... 
There's two dice over here that you probably can't see. They're both sixes. Trust me, I'll pick it up now. <laughs> it's probably to go, um, I've rolled a three and a five. Do, do you want to come look? And then they'll probably be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Walk around the table. No, they'll probably just trust you For the sake of time for a three and a five, I don't think many people would go and have a look. <laughs> what if it's the game, Shane? It's all on that dice roll. <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, always treat terrain and models like the way that you'd want yours to be treated so mm. you know don't just don't just bash your hands clumsily around terrain or you know if if, if multi-level buildings can be removed just do it put the models in put it back together be careful it's probably the biggest point from all of this is just be careful when it comes to everything um oh some- yeah we could have we could have given the too long don't listen of this episode <laughs> would have been don't be a dick and just be mindful of people yeah exactly <laughs> and and the effort they put into models and and tables and terrain are no exception like i know how much effort um dave put into all his terrain and how much pride he takes in his tables and like it, 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 there's hours that go into those as well just because they're not little plastic men that we throw dice with yeah. they play an important part and they make that game you're playing so much cooler whereas if people constantly treat terrain like it's just some second as a piece of terrain, whatever. Then no tournament organizer is going to put in the effort. You're going to be playing on crappy tables exactly. for the rest of your life. Yeah, you'll be playing you would like with stacked up books and Pringles cans. Like that's that's it. You know, the, ter- hey. the terrain really, <laughs> that's, how we, that's where we started. I know. Yeah, don't knock Paul Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it really takes it to that next level. You know, like you can paint your models up to a, to a high tabletop standard, but if they're still on a, plain table without even a mat or you know any any sort of styled terrain it just loses that little bit of flair yeah 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 definitely um also if if you discord users are listening and there are things that have happened during your tournaments um or little etiquette tips that you can think of that we haven't covered so far we've only got a well we've got oodles more but we've sort of like picked out the main ones that we think people need to hear. But if you, yeah, if you have any that you want us to hit or any comments, let us know. This next one is one of the ones that I'd never thought of, but after this was by a tournament frequenter, uh, Adrian, actually, a friend of the show. He is a Harlequin player that participated at the GTO. We talked about him a few times on the podcast because I've been conversing with him about Harlequin, Harlequin shenanigans. And he had some insane painted stuff. Anyways, he gave us this tip. He said, explain clearly what you were doing and your intentions behind it whilst playing a game. So, for example, you might be wanting to move something into cover, but leaving the back guy on the edge of cover so that he gets a buff from a leader that's six inches away. It's good to declare what you're doing. Hey, I'm moving into this terrain and I'm going to... I'm going to daisy chain it so that this back guy is in the bubble of the leader. Because when you say that, if you mess up the execution or stuff gets bumped later, the, the, uh, the other player knows that on your turn, you had the ability to do it and that's what you were trying to do so that there's no arguments later when he goes, hey, no, that's a millimeter away from the bubble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Or for example... Yeah, stuff like that. Or I'm moving this guy into terrain 
but I'm keeping it an inch away so that you can't charge it. Yeah. So that they don't try and measure out the charge still and go, well, actually, he's 0.9 of an inch away, you know? Yeah. So, he is within charge. The guy goes, well, no, I told you, you know, stuff like that. I suppose, well, like, you know, you can try as, as hard as you want to get this to be like a millimeter perfect, but you're right. Things are going to get bumped. Things are going to get moved and you'll go from being, you know, one inch to 0.9 inch or point or 1.1, you know, like... So I suppose if your opponent agrees when you do it and you can legally do it, by the time their turn comes around and for whatever reason you're a, you're a millimetre out, they sort of have to honour like what you originally said. Yeah, because, yeah, especially if you ask them, hey, I want to do this, is that okay? And they say, yeah, sure. Then you sort of agree what you're trying to do with the models yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wack makes a really good point in the chat. He says, support all players, not just the ones you know. Totally. That's, yeah, that is a great point. Because it can get like that at a tournament where you're a bit standoffish and not 100% about talking to new people or people that you don't really know. But Yeah, and, get- and, and it can turn quite clicky sometimes too, I imagine. Like, you know, if, especially if a group of players that all know each other have all come from somewhere. Um it's good. Like, everyone goes there to have fun, meet new people. Like, you don't go there to be, like, uh, standoffish against new players or, you know, or your, your your squad to make fun of someone else's squad. Like, you know, we're all there for the same reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, there was another tip around that same thing that were, was compliment your opponent's models. Everyone's at varying levels of um, paint jobs, but... The fact of the matter is they've usually gone to an incredible effort, be they gods at painting or amateurs, to get that army painted for that tournament. And it, it just takes the edge off and it makes them feel so much better. And it, it creates a good environment of the game. If you rock up and you go, hey, man, I really love how you don't bring that model, those, <laughs> those out uh, of the display case every night. Hey, you go, <laughs> hey, man, I really love how you've done this to that model, you know? Yeah. Um. And that's, that's a good way of getting around someone you don't know and supporting them because like it's a, t- it's a tricky thing to do when you don't know someone. You've just rocked up to a table. You awkwardly go, hey, I'm Fox. And they go, hey, I'm Shane. Exactly. I have Necrons. So, yeah. I, I think it's something that I really love about our Discord is that without us forcing it or asking everyone's just like super positive when people post stuff and we're all at so different levels like so i see some of the stuff that like jace paints and i'm like oh my god yeah oh my god everything shrivels up and i hide my (laughs) miniatures and i don't paint them for another two days (laughs) and then we've got people that are like painting stuff for the first time ever but it doesn't matter because everyone's super positive so yeah, yeah that's dope yeah um Arkham Leper in the Discord just said another good tip is to ask, always ask before you kiss your opponent, which I think is very important because not all the time they're into that. No, you got to get consent. Yeah, consent is important. In fact, anytime you want to do something where it involves you touching them, <laughs> probably ask permission. <laughs> them or their models. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of um, something not really related, but... Um... <laughs> Shake your opponent's hand. Like, I mean, COVID now, people are scared to touch each other. But shake their hand. True. You know, good game. And even before you play, uh, just a little sort of courteous thing. A lot of people sort of 
get anxious about doing that sort of stuff, which I can I can understand in a way. But at you know, just good game, shake the hand, and then move on. Whether you got smashed or you killed it, just be polite. Yeah, and another point on that: try to keep your emotions in check. Like I know we invest a lot of time into painting these models and building these lists, and sometimes a game is won or lost by something that's quite frustrating. For example, a dice roll or a thing that you weren't really confident that your opponent was super clear on. Regardless, once the game is over, shake the hand. If you absolutely destroyed your opponent, be mindful <clears throat> of being too cocky. You know, you don't want to you don't want to smash them and then be like, "Hey man, even going if you just destroyed them, you know they're a new player." Typically, you might want to give them some tips, but you got to be real careful because that can come across pretty ordinary. Like if I just destroy you, Shane, and I come across to be like, hey man, I thought after that game, maybe you would want some tips. It kind of like that. That's a nice thing to do. But yeah, what Jace just said, mansplaining is is mad. Yeah. It's bad. (laughs) It can come across like, hey, I'm way better than you. It's quite clear you're a novice and you need my help. Me, the god that just destroyed you. Basically just saying, get good, son. Get good. I can help you because I am good, but you are not, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. be mindful of how your opponent is feeling after the game. You know, you can usually read people pretty well. And if he's just like red-faced, ready to (laughs) flip the table, probably don't (laughs) go over and be like, Yo, dude, look, I really think you need some help. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do it. Let me give you some pointers. Don't suck. Yeah. And, be, and get good suck. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> be yeah. suck. Be, be suck and good get. Yeah. You know, you know what, totally. dude? I think it's time for another giveaway. All right, let's do it. Let's I'm all about that. Do it. I've got another thing to throw at someone. So, how are they going to win? So, this is... This is a good one. This requires research. All right, I want to see some cockroaches. Nah, it doesn't matter. I'll just do, <laughs> I'll, I'll just do the game. I just really want people to use the cockroaches. Well, Final Dinosaur said earlier that only Nitro um, or boosted server boosters can use it. So, ah, is that a thing? That's literally just him and me. <gasps> what an honor. <laughs> I'm just posting the cockroach again. Now I'm rubbing it in people's face. I thought there was a lack of cockroaches. Anyways, <laughs> so the way you're going to win this game is you're going to have to tell me um, uh, during a particular episode, I want to know what we talked about. So, I want to know season one, episode 10, what board game did we talk about? Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I, I mean, no one's going to... <laughs> What's that? I couldn't even guess that. Nah, me neither. So, no one's going to know off the top of their head, except for Whack the Ewok. <laughs> it was Gloomhaven. Well done. Wow. Was that episode 10? Yeah, dude. Jesus. Okay. I wonder when we would have released that. So, that would have been, I guess, 10 weeks or six, eight weeks in. Man, that would have been like February, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Six months ago, we talked about Gloomhaven. Anyway, yes. Whack the Ewok. Well done. You've won. You'll get a gift back to you. Soon, Shane, see that it happens. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who? Whack the Ewok. That's you, man. You won. <laughs> um, how did, what I would like to know, if you remembered that or you, you were just real quick 
at searching. Because, like, if you remembered, I feel like we should send him two. See to it that it happens, Shane. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gloomhaven was the board game I was talking about. That was insanely quick, though. I don't know. Too quick. Um, so, those are some good tips. I think. You don't want to be arrogant if you win. You don't want to be salty if you lose. That's important. Yeah. I think... It it also it all helps to realize why you're going to that tournament too, and trying to figure out what you're hoping to achieve from that tournament. For example, are you going to that tournament to make friends, have some beers, chill out, have a good time, throw some dice? Like, are you going for a more casual experience? Because if you are, don't get there and be too rules anal, because you're not going to get what you wanted to get out of the tournament. If you go in there trying to be too hardcore and too rules Nazi and stuff like that. Yeah. So, that's where I think I would fall in if I went to a tournament because like I, I'm not super like, yeah, rules anal about it. Um, <laughs> I just I just play like make fluffy lists and, and play to have fun. So, I think I'd be there yeah. more to meet people than like to try and crush my opponents. Yeah. Because then you'll be... You'll be left sad at the end because A, you didn't achieve crushing your opponents because you're more of a casual player. It's just probably not going to happen. Yeah. And B, you didn't meet new players because you changed your focus when you got there, you know? So, um, <laughs> it's a good idea if that is your plan. If you want to go there, have, have a few beers, meet some people, great. Try and do things that make you play quick, fast, enjoyable games. Be lenient with line of sight or, or things like that if it makes the game go quicker. And then when you get to a table, instead of trying to learn about their list and things like that, you don't care. You're a casual player. Exactly. Try and learn more about them, the player. Yeah. Yep. Because that's how you'll get the most out of it. If you come away and you're like, man, I met like four or five new people, got them on facing now. We're all talking about 40K and stuff. And we also like all this other stuff together, board games, surfing, whatever, you know. And then the reason you went to that tournament you'll walk away a winner because you you achieved that goal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to go to a tournament to improve as a player because you are competitive and you want to be the best there ever was, you want to catch all the Pokemon, <laughs> you want to be the greatest. No, dude. <laughs> um, if that's the case, it it serves you best if you help other people get the most out of their list i mean they might not want it so it comes down to reading them but for example if i play against you shane the necron player and i'm running my fully optimized list i want to get to top tables in cancon or something one day maybe even the lvo who knows i want that full tournament experience it's in my best interest to help you play those necrons optimally now i'm yeah. not going to tell you hey you should do this you should do that, and play your list for you but if you move your guys up to a position, you can say things like that will bring you out of that bubble, that leader bubble that you said you wanted to stay in earlier. And they might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, true. Or yeah. they might miss move by, you know, a couple of inches and they go, oh, actually, I, w I would have preferred, I should have moved over there. It's still their movement phase. They haven't moved any other units. You know, be lenient. Go, well, yeah, man. It's not gonna, it doesn't make any difference to the game if you move those models over there. That's what you would have done. 
that's the best move, you know. So, I think that's going to make you a better player if you play the best opponent possible, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's obviously if you're going there to, for that reason, though. Um, yeah, of course. Which yeah. I think, I mean, to go to a tournament and to play in a tournament, you have to have some sort of, like, you've got to obviously want to win or want or not necessarily win, but you want to do as well as you can. Um, so I don't think people will go there just to meet people. There's got to be that little bit of competitiveness to them. Um, yeah, that's it. So that's totally true. I I suppose I mean if you can find a medium like a happy happy medium would be would be ideal, especially for someone like me. I'm not I'm not intending to go there and and try and be number one and um, take out CanCon, but you gotta yeah. you know you gotta have some fun too. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting and and it's gonna be interesting to see all the tournaments start picking back up again once we're out of this lockdown and 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 COVID shit. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it, man. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yes. I can't wait either, man. It's been so long, and we sound like broken records. And everyone's going through the same, uh, the same stuff. Where yeah, we're just all sick of bloody COVID. I almost <laughs> lost my cool in the Discord chat the other day, <laughs> and I uh, started throwing out some profanities I'd never used before. Oh yeah, you said it was frick. directed. At, I said frick and heck and heckadoodles. <laughs> Oh, I was out of control. Sorry you guys had to see me like that. Um, you know what? You and I have discussed uh, something that we're going to start this season that might make... Uh, not COVID. That's a horrible thing to say. COVID a little more fun. It might make ISO a little bit more fun. Uh, we've seen everyone, every man and their dog. We've seen Throw the Dice, Guff, um, Warhammer Geelong, all running these painting competitions or conversion challenges and stuff like that and i was talking to one of our discord users and i was like you know what i'm never i'm i'm pretty shallow and i usually need a carrot on a stick to get me to do things like that (laughs) you know just just winning a thing and someone going hey well done you won is not good enough for me i've got too much of an ego for that (laughs) so we thought we would start a spring painting competition with actual prizes. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. Um, we will... What do you call it? Give you more information probably next week. So, just make sure you've cleaned your paintbrushes, you've shaken your paint pots, and you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. But and the wet palette is wet. As wet as it can be. And if you use a dry palette, heck, put some water on there, dude. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Lube it up. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we're pretty excited to start. And it will go for all of spring because we know there are a lot of like in-home challenges that a lot of other people are running. So, we don't want to just like give you two weeks and be like, hey, do this. Drop everything else you're doing. (laughs) Do this challenge. We're going to give you three months. And yeah. Yeah. We expect pictures to be posted constantly in the Discord and things of that nature. But we'll give you more information next week. Yeah. And I think this will be a perfect thing for a, um, a Facebook event too, maybe. That way, like... I'd oh, yeah. forget about it in a heartbeat if it was three months long. So, we'll create this totally. event that people can subscribe to or like it or tweet it or whatever. And then that way it's there and people can post their progress in there if they feel like sharing or um, or not. But at least then we'll give us a solid deadline as well. And Yeah. 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 Um, another idea is we could also open up a channel in here that's just for that competition and 
post updates every week just reminding people True. Um, and if you do pictures about it and stuff you can post it in there as well yeah because it's not going to be it's it'll never be system specific if we make you paint something we want you not to have to go and buy a model to do it you know it can just be from any system probably yeah yes yep um so that's the painting competition That'll be good. I'm excited for that. Hell yeah, dude. What What do we got on next week, Shane? Next week is uh, Warhammer 40K. So, um, yeah, we're talking more in-depth on 40K. Obviously, it's going to be boxed games. We're going to talk about Blackstone Fortress, Space Hulk, and uh, mm. those sort of things. Man, it feels like forever since we've done a 40K episode. It's been a while. I think we did it a probably- lot when Ninth first dropped. Um, yeah. and also the bonus episodes too, they didn't help. Um, but I think it's time to, to get around it and, and especially like you just picked up Blackstone Fortress. So that's going to be perfect. Um, yeah. and I've had my own space hog for a while. I know it's difficult to get at the moment, but I'm sort of thinking about maybe looking into the history of it. Ooh, channeling some of that RPG <laughs> deep dive history glasses. <laughs> Guts to man. Textbook, <laughs> chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, let's get a Space Hulk deep dive, dude. That'd be dope. Yeah. No pressure, uh, but uh, I want that on my desk by Monday. <laughs> oh, look at it. <laughs> um, yes, that would be sweet. So, all right, cool. Next Sunday will be a Warhammer 40k app on the boxed games. Dope. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. And next live app, which I think is uh, the 5th of... What month is it? October? Or is it the 5th or the 7th? I don't know. It's the first Wednesday of October. Um, 7th. Yeah. 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 Which is feels like many moons away and it is. Um, Mm. What are we doing again? Uh, We're going to be talking (laughs) about taking your models on a journey, aka how to travel with your minis. So, more of another, it's I guess another practical episode. Yeah. About it'll, it'll cover like how to store your minis, how to post minis and how to take them over long journeys or just to, you know, It'll yeah. cover all things to do with moving Mini from point A to point B. That's going to be a good one because Safely. We, I think we've both got a lot to talk about that and yeah, yeah I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. <laughs> that is a one where we have much experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I thought would be fun to do now because we've run out of prize packs and giveaways is to announce the giveaway winners of our monthly giveaway and our Patreon monthly giveaway. Yep. So... Let's do Pandemic. This is a board game that we gave away. I forget the criteria for this one. I think it was just a like or a comment or something. Yeah, I think it was just a a like on the Facebook page. Just a Facebook one we had, yeah. Um, It had way less entries than our Indominus box, (laughs) which is actually preferred because now we know, like I just had a quick look at the people that liked it and there's a good mix of people that will actually enjoy this game. Yeah. You know, not people, there, there are a heap of people that we've discovered since running that Indominus competition that just jump on any competition. They just want uh, strength in numbers. They just want free shit. They don't care oh, what it is. Man, we'd, we'd look at the profile of some of them and you just you just see that daily they'd enter like five different giveaways and it would yeah. range from like candles to like earrings to Indominus boxes and it's just like, yeah. what, what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be like candles... Free chickens, meat trays, Indominus box, <laughs> yeah. car exhausts. And you're like, D- 
What are you doing with this stuff? <laughs> Opening an eBay store? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, we're, so, we're lucky. We're lucky because the winner, Jake Brown, he uh, he wasn't one of those people. I think he's going to yeah, get that's good, good value out of it. So I'm glad to uh, yeah. be sending it off to someone who's going to appreciate it. Yeah, that's so good. We yeah. were nervous with 670 entries. We're like, please, someone who actually wants this box for yeah. 40K purposes to use it. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I'm about to, I've got a spinning wheel in front of me that has all the names of the entries to Pandemic. I'm going to click it and let's go. I've clicked it, by the way. You can't hear. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Hey, Kieran Burns, <laughs> the man. I don't even know if he's in here. Let's he's have a quick not. Look. How dare he? Hey, guys, I won't tell if you won't. Let's, <laughs> let's respin. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Congratulations, Burnsy. You won Pandemic. We'll hit you up and whack the Ewok who supplied us with this game because he is <laughs> the owner of Board Games for the Board. Said redraw. I think he's trying to win his <laughs> board game back. <laughs> Just add it back on stock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He never even removed it. <laughs> he knew. He was like, I could, I could snag this again. <laughs> so we'll Easy do a quick. Uh, I'll spin it. I'll spin another wheel. This one is just for our patrons. This is a little uh, thank you to them, and it's a little terrain pack. Yeah, OTP terrain pack. It's uh, some sci-fi terrain like uh, crates, barrels, moisture evaporators. Some pretty cool what? stuff. Is that what those are? Yeah, fucking Tatooine, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how you're like, ah, just crates, barrels, the TX-41 moisture evaporator, <laughs> Series 10. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> you want to win this, don't you? <laughs> you've, been, you've had your eyes on those moisture evaporators. I'm spinning the wheel already, by the I way. I signed up for a goat uh, patron. Oh. Oh. Lethal Lee, well done, my man. You are the winner. Said a goddamn. Poor Churchy. He, it was like on the line and I thought it was uh, Churchy. And then it just, it must have millimetered over. Good job, dude. Well done, Lethal. Well done. Well done. So, Fox will ship those out to you soon. Soon, TM. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually got them neatly lined up right next to me. I can see them from here. I can see the moisture evaporators from over here. I've uh, I've almost finished his Patreon mini, so I wonder what I'll get there first. Oh, I'll race you. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in quarantine. I don't think the posties are even allowed to leave your area. So <laughs> true. Uh, I was so dumb. I was just about to say, isn't it? Isn't it lucky that one of our patrons won a giveaway? Uh, it's a Patreon only giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just kept that to yourself too, but you had to share it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't let me being dumb escape the audience. I need to need to reinforce that point. <laughs> Classic. Good one. Classic. Good one, Fox. All right. So, well, that was uh, August's giveaway. So, mm. September, our main giveaway. So, I guess we're running two giveaways a, a month now. Holy shit. Yeah, we um, are. <laughs> good thing we've got patrons, so, I suppose. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> Better put a bit more on that house mortgage. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yep, two a month, man. Season two, we doubled everything. Two episodes yeah. a week, two giveaways a month. That's how we do it. God damn. So to go down. Yeah. All right. What are we giving away for? The wife for? ain't happy, but the, pardon? What are we giving away for the September giveaway? So this was uh, drum roll. Can I do that? Does this come through? I don't know if that came it's through. A little bit. 
<laughs> I broke my computer. We're giving away a Vanguard rulebook. Now, Vanguard is the skirmish game. This was donated to us by Foggy Highway. Thank you so much, my dude. We appreciate you. Um, this is... I, I, I had a quick flick through it. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to open it enough to... You know how a new book makes that creak sound? I didn't want to crack the creak. Oh, yeah. But I just... I just had a little peek and the art in this book, oh man, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for art and I almost opened it all the way just to see the art. But anyways. Did, did you give that new book scent? I had a little whiff. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's been sniffed. I should, I should probably write that in the post. It's not <laughs> brand new anymore. It's been sniffed. <laughs> but yeah, so Vanguard is the, uh, is it the Kings of War skirmish game? So, the good thing about this is you'll be able to grab this rule book if you win. Have a flick through. If you like the game, getting into it being a skirmish game is quite cheap. So, yeah, that'll be good fun. Hey, we've got Test Dummy joining. He's a little bit late. Welcome, Test Dummy. But he's here. Hello there. <laughs> Hello here. <laughs> so, we've also got another Patreon giveaway for September, which we are going to give away one of the captains, Nuon Sprue from the Indominus box. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a sweet model, man. It is a very sweet model. Is that the one with the sword and the shield? And the shield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a cool little Patreon one where you can like, you know, hey, by then, you will have no, you will know what the painting competition is and boom, you've got a miniature for it, maybe. Oh, true. Two, Imagine. Two, it's a two for one deal. Imagine, dude. Um, Speaking just quickly on that painting comp, the only other thing we do want to try and put a focus on is not making the votes a popularity contest. So, yep. we are going to work tirelessly on trying to figure out how to make a nice even voting system. I guess the best way is just Shane and I pick unbiasedly, but that means we can't answer. True. <laughs> so, what if a third party that, picks unbiasedly? Yeah, like we give it to, you know what? I could totally send all the painting things to like a bunch of... I could send it to my friend at the Sunshine Queensland Games Workshop. Yep. Um, the store manager there. And I could send him all everyone's photos and be like, can you... I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. <laughs> You've just roped Samus into it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in. He doesn't even know yet. He doesn't even know we have a podcast. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. Speaking of Patreon giveaways as well, we should thank our Patreons because... Obviously, not just the giveaways, but literally everything else we are able to do is because of them. Oh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Um, so, massive shout out goes to Final Dinosaur, our Belgium representative, Foggy Highway, our wise old wargamer, Churchy, the third member of our little love triangle threesome, Dave, <laughs> the uh, organizer of 40K League and a friend of the show, Rory, the wettest wet palette discoverer. <laughs> it never it never gets old uh caitlin the lover of all things shane uh arkham leper host of the tcg podcast and valued hobby homie uh you can find tcg podcast on podbean alongside us i think we follow each other while well, we follow them so and i listened to their last episode on blood bowl it's dope we got whack the ewok painter of the most beautiful harlequin jet bike we have ever seen and potential one day future commission painter who knows and owner of board games for the board man what a repertoire oh. and we got my boy joe a war gamer of the pc variety 
Um, he wants a new <laughs> graphics card, the new one coming out, so that he can drop frags and drop pants in higher frame rate. <laughs> and we've got classic. <laughs> we've got Lethal Lee, winner of <laughs> Pandemic. No, what did he win? Patreon. Yeah, Patreon giveaway. giveaway. Yep. And he is the strongest strong we've ever stronged. So exactly. Yeah. Dude. That's all of our patrons, and that's all of our time. We would love to thank you all for joining us. We know there's a billion other things. Let's be honest, probably better you could be doing with your time. Uh, <laughs> so we thank you for tuning in with us for this live episode, and also feel free to stick around for our beers and banter. Yeah, we'll be uh, taking five minutes, and we'll be back. And for all of those listening in the future, thanks for tuning in. Love y'all. Yeah. Check Toodles. out hobbyhomies.com. Hobbyhomies.com. Hey, Ruth.